You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. everybody this is victoria your dog guru and today we are answering your questions as always so if this is your first time joining us my name is victoria and this is ask your dog guru so every week i answer questions from listeners just like you and if you have a question of your own you can submit it at dog guru here for you at gmail.com or you can find us at the dog guru hounds group on facebook by just searching dog guru hounds and we're right there the group is a great place for you to share your stories, questions, comments, pictures of your dogs, and I'm very active in the group, so feel free to reach out. And I also just want to take a second to thank all of our listeners who are active in the group. I so appreciate you and all of your questions. And everybody who's subscribed to the show or shared us with a friend who's a dog lover, without you, this show wouldn't be growing the way it is, so I deeply appreciate your support. Oh, and one last thing before we get started into your questions. I want to apologize to everybody who has been wanting to schedule one-on-one sessions. Yes, I am still offering Skype sessions. I just have been super, super backed up. I just got my arm out of a cast, so I'm coming back to work. And my first week back at work, I was very sick. So I apologize. I'm a little backed up, but I'm going to go ahead and reach out to all of you before the end of the week. So fear not, you're on my list of things to do. And if you're interested in setting up a one-on-one session to simplify this process, I'm going to include a link where you can schedule a one-on-one session with me. They're $60 for 60 minutes. And it's a great opportunity for you to answer questions specifically about your dog. Maybe you've already worked with a trainer before and things aren't working out now, or perhaps you've never spoken to anyone about your dog's behavior, but you've heard the show and you know that for other people it's working. So perhaps you need a little one-on-one about your specific case. That's exactly what these sessions are made for. So everybody has a story and I'm here to hear yours. So if you want to schedule with me, I would be glad to work with you. I have a link in the show notes, so making it super easy for you. Or if you'd like to email me first, you can do that at dogguruhereforyou at gmail.com, also in the show notes. So just click below and we can either schedule right away or you can email me and we can go from there. But I do want to really apologize for the delay because... It's been an undertaking getting back to business as usual, so just be patient with me. And last but certainly not least, if you haven't already, you have to check out BlazingCaribouStudios.com where you can fill your podcast playlist with some of the coolest shows around. All right, so now let's get into your questions. First question of the day comes from the Sutherlands, and they write, My wife and I have a two-year-old Pitbull Boxer Mix. Her name is Tater. She's a great outdoor dog. She goes to the creek with us. She runs beside the truck anywhere we go in the woods. We live in the sticks in Arkansas. And she always stays beside us. She knows the area very well and has never been lost. But our problem is she's led three different dogs away from home, and they've gotten lost. 
The first one was August of last year. He found his way back once, but she led him away again. We have presumed he has passed over the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, that's so sad. The last two were nine-week-old puppies. They've been gone for three days now, and we've searched exhaustively for them. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I truly believe Tater is leading them far enough away so they don't come back. Am I crazy, or is this something that dogs do? Oh, wow. This is inventive. But my gut instinct on this, and this is truly what it is, is this is intentional. She doesn't want company. <laughs> Um, first of all, my first piece of advice would be stop getting other dogs because she has shown this behavior not once, but three times. That's, I mean, to me, that's a habit. It's a pattern. I get the sense that it's probably one of two things. She doesn't like sharing her property, her resources, you guys, or she knows the area so much better that when she is headed back, they really cannot keep up with her. I mean, in truth, nine-week-old puppies couldn't keep up with an adult dog, N not at a certain distance. After a while, they're going to get fatigued. They're going to get dehydrated. I would assume the worst at this point. Also, they're very small, so they're targets for predators. And she's not exactly going to get in the middle between these puppies and a predator because she's just leaving them behind, which tells me that she has no maternal instinct to protect these puppies. First of all, like I said, I would stop getting other dogs. For whatever reason she's doing this, she's made a decision. And while I am a huge advocate for working on behavior, I also want to advocate for the animals that are being lost in this process. I mean, they could be dying hungry and alone, and I, I hate that. So rather than putting another dog potentially in that situation, I want to err on the side of caution and just say it's a done deal with getting other dogs while she's alive. I really don't want to demonize your dog either. I don't want to assume the worst and, you know, if she isn't trying to eliminate these puppies while she's in front of you or on your property, it's likely that they're getting fatigued and left behind because they don't know the area as well. But I will say, having had live, lived on a farm before, when dogs wander off, their odds of getting all the way back on their own are not great because there are other predators and there are cars and even in the middle of a rural area where there's nothing around you, there's plenty enough that would attack a dog, even a bigger dog. So puppies are really no big deal. And I want to put all of this out there not to scare you, but to caution you because you could have a revolving door of dogs. And that to me looks like over time, now that you've established a history here, it's going to look like negligence. And I don't think that that is at all your intention. I think that, you know, you're noticing a pattern. And while I don't want to say anything is wrong with her, it's possible that she just knows the area better and these dogs aren't surviving the trip back. But regardless of the reasoning behind why she's doing what she's doing, we need to put an end to it. I wouldn't punish her for this because you've never caught her in the act. We don't know for sure. We don't have enough information to determine what she's doing or not doing. So there's nothing to actually discipline here. What I wouldn't want to do is put another dog in jeopardy and hope for the best and try and catch her in the act. Because again, I have to advocate for the voiceless. Normally I would offer advice and training tips 
as to what you can do with her. But since we've never figured out exactly what she's doing when she's gone and what's happening to these puppies, all we know for sure is she's consistently leading them away. We don't know what she what's happening to them after the fact, meaning we don't know that she wouldn't have led them back and they just couldn't keep up or a predator got to them and she just got away because she's probably a, a great deal more resourceful. But to answer your question, no, I don't think you're crazy. I think dogs are very, very smart. Boxers and pits are really intelligent breeds. I don't necessarily think that her intent is malicious. I think that if she really is trying to lead them away, it's as simple as she doesn't want to share her space. And to her, you know, well, if they go off on their own, no big deal to her. She doesn't have an emotional connection and bond with them that is sustaining the relationship to the point where she would save them, bring them back, etc. Please be careful. I wish you all the best. And for now, I'd keep Tater an only child. I think she's good alone. Do you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to begin? Maybe you already have a show, but editing is really taking away valuable time out of your day. Well, Endeavor Podcast Solutions has you covered. From podcast strategy and launch to post-production, Endeavor is with you every step of the way. Now you can finally focus on what matters most, your content. To learn more, check out EndeavorPodcastSolutions.com. Podcasting simplified. Our next question comes from Lita, and she writes, Dear Victoria, my eight-week-old Scottish Terrier Wolf ended up in a hospital after eating china berries. There is a huge china berry tree outside in the communal gardens of the complex where I live, and the berries are blown in by the wind. Chopping it down will be a costly and lengthy process over which I have limited control. This dog absolutely loves exploring the garden and, ex and sniffing and chewing on all the plants. It's his favorite thing to do. I had all the poisonous plants in my garden removed. It is only this plant outside that is causing problems. He is a little small still to understand a cue such as leave it, and he is weirdly not very treat-driven. Do you have any advice? Regards, Lita from South Africa. Wow, South Africa. Well, thank you for listening. I think at eight weeks... You're right in that it might be a little early for him to learn the leave it cue, but I'm going to make a suggestion that you start attempting it now because he's going to go grow really fast. And by 10 weeks, this is something he could easily know. And even if he's not treat driven, that's okay because if he likes any toys or there's anything in the house that he is allowed to have that you want to use as essentially the thing he has to leave alone, I would recommend starting that now. Pick an item that he really likes and start working on leave it. Second thing is damage control. So he's only eight weeks. We have to be realistic here. They're kind of like baby vacuums at this stage. My best advice is to not give him any access around this china berry tree if you can avoid it at all. If you can't, whenever you see him heading towards these little berries, go ahead and go ah ah and take him away. 
Okay. Now he doesn't have any other cue yet. You know, we haven't worked, you haven't worked on leave it quite yet, but eventually you can install that at the same time. But for now you at least need to get his attention and stop him from ingesting them. So you might have to pick him up and stop him because he's going to want to eat it faster when he figures out that you're trying to take the thing away that he wants because he doesn't realize it's toxic. If you see him, by the way, approaching a berry, you can deter a behavior before it fully materializes. So if you see him heading towards the berries, go, ah, ah, let's go and show him a different direction to go. Lead him away from the thing that is toxic for him. He doesn't understand the risks here. But since you know, it's best to, first of all, try and redirect the behavior as often as you can. If you see him approaching it, try and change his direction and then installing a really good leave it by using a toy you or you know maybe he's got a sock that he's always trying to get after at your home use that anything can be utilized to teach leave it it doesn't have to be a treat but that's what I would do right now and in the coming weeks so this way you can start teaching him an alternative keeping him safe now and if if it's at all possible I would avoid this area entirely until your leave it cues you know, fully installed. But if that's not possible, then that this is what I would do instead. Assuming that these berries just fly all over your yard. I mean, I'm assuming they're just everywhere. But anyway, hope that helps. And please send us an update at you at gmail.com. Before we close out today, I want to offer you a few quick cleaning tips, and that is from me directly. Now, there was a time where I had a board and train program, and cleanliness was one of my top priorities because the health of a dog is really reflected in an environment. To avoid bacterial and cross-contamination issues, I had to work really diligently to keep the space clean, so I mopped every day. I used uh, a mix of vinegar and water. So if you use a third of a cup vinegar, I would use that in a gallon of water, maybe two. Go over the entire floor surface with that. It smells, I know, but it also cleans up all the dirt and kills bacteria, so can't beat that. Super cheap, you can find it at any grocery store. Fill a bucket with hot water or warm water. Add your vinegar and you're good to go. There is a product I love to use when I'm cleaning though, and that's called Odoban, O-D-O-B-A-N, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It is a great product. It cleans surface areas, it neutralizes odors, and kills 99% of the bacteria and germs that you're finding right in your own house. I particularly like Odoban when there's a smell of urine in the house because it not only will kill the odor, but it actually cleans the surface. So it's a great product. I highly recommend you try it, especially if you're on the fence or you've tried other cleaning products or pet products before. I really like that one. And then if you have a carpet and again, odors can be a huge issue. I don't know when I had an apartment, this was something I was really nervous about. I like the Woolite Pet Cleaner. Again, I'll add a link in the show notes so you don't have to look very far, but it's a great product. You just spray it wherever you need to. It'll lift the stain from the carpet and then you can just wipe it away. I wanna thank everybody for tuning in every week. I love to know that you're out there. So please reach out if you haven't already. If you enjoy the show, feel free to leave a donation at paypal.me slash your dog guru 
Or you can rate and review us wherever you're listening to us. This helps other listeners connect with us. If you're a dog lover, feel free to share us with some of your pet parent friends because, hey, they might have a question of their own to share with us, and I'd be happy to help them. That's it for me today, everybody. This has been Victoria, your dog guru. Namaste. You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios.